Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the D-Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D-Hoopster. And man, oh man, were we waiting, itching to get this podcast out on a couple occasions. But here we go. Perfect timing if you ask me. You're getting the casual diehards. You know where we're going on this podcast. We're touching in on all the playoff action. And we're doing it front and center with what's pressing. And that was the Lakers-Warriors game. So, getting that off the jump. And mini, mini, mini log coming into the pot. I've been going to the gym. And EOS specifically because there's not that many courts to be found in Las Vegas. And I got some good work in the other day. Gym happened to be open. Did some stuff I honestly hadn't done in a few good years. So that felt really good to do. And uh, that that really reset a lot of energy and put me in a mind to really want a podcast. So we're getting to it. This is a playoff pod. I say that a couple times on this episode. We hope you enjoy. Without further ado, let's talk some hoops. You know, Shiv, I've uh, I've learned at our at our big old age. I've learned over the years that sometimes, you know, in your maturity, you realize you don't always have to do X. You know, like you might really, really want to either send that message or break something or like do something that you really, really want to. And then you learn like, you know what? I don't have to say this right now. And we were going to pot. We 100% were going to pot last night. Yeah. And then we were just like, you know what? It would be much better to talk about this one after this next War- Lakers-Warriors game played out versus before it played out. Yeah. Because we left we left with the uh, with a aptly named episode now, looking back. We left uh, with the writing on the wall. And that was after game one. Yeah. We've had a good bit of basketball since. And it swung. It swung. If we came out, if we came on here Saturday, which we will get all the way into it, but you know, it's really good to jump back. You just, you did some traveling. Like it's been a, a, a busy weekend, like everywhere. So yeah. we naturally just kind of caught when we had a good time now. But um, if we came on right away, we would, I would have been eating crow. I would have been eating, you know what I'm saying? All yeah. the, all the flack in the world because I was talking big stuff after game one. And then what happened? We lost by 20 something, 30 something, 20 yeah. <laughs> something, but it was close to half. And then after game three, I would have been on here talking big money, big money stuff. <laughs> And we won by 30, and I would have had a lot to say. And I was like, you know what? I did this after game one. It could easily swing. I'd love to get on and have to, you know, maybe play the other role. Or, you know what, this one one needs to wait. We need to wait and see. Because not too much has changed. And this game four, in my opinion, had a game seven vibe to it. And then... Not, you know, turned all the way up, but it, it had 
it has some of the game seven sliders that we've talked about. Yeah. Make the analogy to 2K where it's like things aren't shots aren't just gonna go in that that should go in. You know, you can't like ricochet, like it's gonna be a weird game. It, it has some weird stretches to it. And that was the pressure because this was a real important game and how the series was gonna swing. Yeah. It was it was pretty crazy to say the least. I think like it was it just had all this drama, like little plot drama within the game. Like, you know, like at one point, like LeBron got subbed out and then was just like, fuck it, I'm going back in the game. <laughs> just like immediately goes back like in the game. No, I saw like, that, I, that's a note that I have. It's it's actually hilarious. Like no, what, it's good. Right? I like it. I like it. It was, it was like yeah it was i don't even know where to where to start with this game honestly where do you want to start with this game i don't even know like well uh let's see so the score doesn't really i'll let you have the victory lap you know what i mean let's let's talk about it let's get right into it man because you know what this is round two this is time where it's like you know what we're not overreacting like let's talk about it like in whatever perspective you want to have, whichever team you're rooting for, like now is the time where you got to get real with yourself. Like, all right, are, are, is this fake or is this not? We need to call it like we see it. We need to call out what we need to call out. Yeah. Um, and I'm here to have a playoff pod because if you're not, it's not, you don't get to turn it on after this point. Yeah. And it's like, all right, come on now. Like we need to see something. We need yeah. to see something. But so this game, man, to the final was 104 101 Lakers Lakers win came down to the last minute last last few possessions um like we said it was a choppy game sort of speak it had stretches it, it was never a sizable lead for either team felt like a boxing match like the last couple yeah. rounds of a boxing match where they're just they're kind of woozy and they're just like they're just swinging at what they Yeah, see. you know it's coming down to the, like, <laughs> I'm not going down, and I probably won't get you, but, yo, like, we're we're going to the, yeah. we're going to the final yeah. bell. Like, we're going to the final bell. Um, The, here, here, let's get right to it. Lonnie Walker. Yeah, I'll say this. I'll say this about the Warriors. I think Steph fully, I think he played today like he was, like, legitimately one of the greatest point guards of all time i don't like he played a flawless game up until the last two shots that he took and other than that like that whole game like i've never seen steph control the game from from a non-scoring perspective like i feel like when steph is going he's got 35 37 42 but he like controlled this game from a facilitation standpoint. He did everything. No, he did everything he could. Yeah, he did everything. I want to see was, the number. It was Herculean. I want to see the number of points that <laughs> we we've heard, we've heard that before. We've heard that adjective. I want to I want to see the number of points responsible for because that's a that's a real video game stat. But yeah. it would be important to say that for one, he had thirty one points and he had fourteen assists, so he accounted for at least fifty five, probably close <laughs> to sixty points. They only yeah. had one on one. Yeah, he he was he was everything tonight. Um. The problem was Wiggins was next with 17 and then 
he only got double digits from. Would you believe it, DiVincenzo? Yeah, points. Dante, baby. Villanova. Oh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton has some big minutes as well, 15. But this was a game that I didn't think the Lakers were going to win. What happened with Gary Payton? Did you see that? He, like, threw up. He, like, oh, threw up on the court, but he, like, held it in. And at the next dead ball, he just ran out to the locker room because he had to, like, legitimately throw up. He man, he came back, though, right? He, he, came, he back. came back. He came back, yeah. I, I missed that because I've I, I watched, you know, the fourth back, and I saw it, you know, live. I was following it as well. I was like, yo, this is this game is – this game is getting tense. Like, it's kind of a lot right now. It is. It was. <laughs> and it was a game where I was – we were going back and forth, and you were saying, like, yo, Curry's cooking. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I know. He definitely is. I'm like, this Lakers team is in mud offensively, and that's going to be a problem. But I was like – after the first quarter, when it was, like, barely 2020 coming out, the tone was set. This game is going to be an under. I don't know if it officially was what the total was going in, but total Felt was 207. Scoring. It was 206 or 207. So um, I was like, this yeah. game, yep, this game is going to be tense. And, you know, that's what played out. But the fact that they were keeping the Warriors under control and that they weren't clicking, that the shots weren't just coming to them, I was like, that's good. It's very good. Yeah. And because I'm like the war, the, the Lakers can win the ugly game out of yeah. these two. Um, so, but the, they never got it going. And you know, the Warriors only need three minutes to make it, to make it different. And they never got it going. They went in the half with the, with the trailing. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Something needs to change in the second half. And in game three, it was the Angelo Russell. He, he was the supplementing offense that was necessary. And we spoke yeah. about him being, a, you know, being able to fill the shoes of a third and a big three with this team if he does that offensively. And their record was pretty much reflective of the games he had over 15, over 17 points. They hadn't lost in the postseason. Every other game was pretty much a no. Yeah. So it, they, they kind of needed that, and he was ice cold. He was cold. He also didn't play crunch time minutes. And that's because Lonnie Walker emerged. And to end the third quarter, it was going to get really rocky. They went back and forth the whole quarter, but the Warriors made it seven to close the quarter. And Curry missed a 35-footer that would have made it 10. That would have been like a, man, you really messed up this last minute or two. But instead, they go in down seven, and then the fourth quarter gets good. It starts off with Lonnie Walker. For one, spoiler alert, he had 15 points all in the fourth quarter. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Dude, I love that we've done this pod since the playoffs began because it's like – We've been saying more Lonnie Walker. It's telling a great story because (laughs) that that was – those were the – those notes are on record. Um, And he got it going in game three, and he – appeared like Batman when they needed him tonight. Dude. He hit a three comfortably off, off an assist that uh kind of got the ball rolling. He had five. They, they ended up hitting seven straight to start the quarter, and it was not a back up. It was not up. And I was like, all right, here we go. The way he stepped into that first three that he had where he was curling off to the – Yeah. And, like, you just knew. You were like, oh, yeah, that must have felt really good. Bottom. Yeah, like that's when you know, especially when you're playing basketball. It's like when you're in rhythm for that first shot and it's money, 
Like you're itching to get the ball back in your hand. Like you're taking the next one. And another note on Lonnie Walker because he was the star of the game. He saved he saved the day today. Um, he if and this is why we, we mentioned earlier in the, in the playoff previews that I love looking at the season in three stages, and you can't forget the first one when you get to the end because Lonnie Walker was a starter coming into the season for the Lakers. And that was when, you know, this team is just getting roasted left and right. Who, you know, what are these guys? You got Patrick Beverly starting, you got, you know, X, Y, and Z. And Lonnie Walker was a part of that. And if you watch those games and you paid and if you just, you know, saw him out there, he was if you're the substitute teacher and you're leaving a note the next day and you're like, yeah, no, your your class is terrible. Like these good, these fools were all like cutting up. They weren't listening. They were cussing they were eating like, but so-and-so and and -and so-and-so they were good. Lonnie Walker was the good apple on the sub report of like the first half Lakers roster. Yeah. And he had an injury while transactions were made. And they didn't get this new team. And he didn't mess right away with the new roster, but he stayed for a reason. And we were like, dude, I think that if he gets his number called, he's staying ready because that's what we've seen from him. We saw it in the plan. And yeah, he stepped up tonight. I mean, it makes sense. Like he's an athletic two-way guard who can shoot off the ball and can make athletic plays and finishes at the rim so in a series like this where the warriors like to go small usually bigger stronger athletic guards kind of have their way with them De'Aaron Fox for example Russell Westbrook back when he was with the Thunder right like Kyrie like guards like that tend to cause these warrior guards and and wings issues It, it speaks to the depth and the variance that the Lakers have acquired yeah. Shout out to Rob Palinka because I mentioned that, yeah, if the Warriors were to make adjustments, what adjustments do they have? And where can they go that the Lakers can't go? Because Rui in game one, in good minutes, only played 11 minutes. And I was like, if they need to, they can get more from that. If they need yeah. to, they, they can insert Lonnie Walker. If they need to, they can play big. They can play small. They can, you know what I'm saying? They have variants now. And shout out AD and Braun again, playing the whole second half, essentially playing every minute that mattered, making sure they win a game that is a must win. And they have the options. Dennis Schroeder is earning his minutes because he's a menace. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell is there, but it's a night like tonight. If it's not cooking, guess what? We're going to go a different direction. Lonnie Walker gives us the burst that you don't get from D'Angelo Russell. And tonight the shots were falling. And going down the fourth quarter, dude, it's funny because this game, the the box score reflects it. You weren't afraid of anybody except for Steph. Yeah. And we said, I I said, he's not going to beat this team by himself. Clay or Drake, like no one person on that core, the way it is right now, they're not beating this team by themselves. They're going to need the Draymond triple doubles. Look at Cobra. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to need the... Steph Curry, 40 or 50 ball. They're going to I need mean, Jordan Poole 20 off the bench. And if and they're not, not getting that. let's, let's pause. Let's, 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 uh, let's, let's stop at this, at, at this train station real quick for a minute. Let's, let's get the passengers on and off the Jordan Poole train real quick. 
We've been saying since game three of the Kings, Jordan Poole is missing. We can't find him. If he's seen, please contact this phone number. We are concerned. There's Offering a, a calf reward. reward. <laughs> if we don't hear back in a couple of weeks, we're going to have to post a job ad on LinkedIn. We're going to start fielding resumes for a backup point guard of the Golden State Warriors because, dude, dude, he's unplayable. No, he's like unplayable. I mean, it's I I said this. I was almost like he doesn't he's the sixth man on this team, but he doesn't want to be a six man. He has no intention of being six man. No, he doesn't and, have an attitude for it. I don't. I am sure his work ethic is incredible because that's why he's such a successful NBA player. But whatever it is right now is literally not working. It, it's also just the way it is right now. That team doesn't have the lineups to maximize any of their best players because, you know, I'm saying you need the wings or the bigs to balance it out. And you can't put your best guys out there because they're going to get cooked defensively. A note that can't be missed is what was LeBron doing? Mismatch hunting Curry. Yeah. He was hunting Steph Curry. Yeah. And yeah, that's a mismatch. He identifies it. Yeah. Guess what I'm going to do at my big old age? I'm going to get Steph Curry on me. And I'm just going to back him down. Well, I'm, I'm going to go back to the Jordan Poole thing because I saw something interesting that I just sent you before we recorded, and I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. So the Warriors, like, you know how, like, every team has their, like, NBC sports, like, local network? And so, like, the the lady... Or CBS. Uh, yeah, the, the lady for NBC Sports uh, Bay Area was in the locker room um, with the Warriors after, you know, they lost, and... Obviously, they're in the visitors' rock locker room, so it's like tight and it's crammed. And she was describing the scene as very tension filled, and all eyes being on Jordan Poole. And she asked him a question. She said, "Jordan, I've seen you throughout the four or five years that you've been here, however long it's been. Like, I know your work ethic is good. Like, what are some things that you do when you're going through a funk?" And he said something pretty interesting um, along the lines of. My work ethic doesn't change. My routine doesn't change. Maybe opportunity changes, but you can only control what you can control. <laughs> so your opportunity is not going to change until you can guard, bro. Like Shiv, Shiv the journalist, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Give I'm it just, up. I, we don't speculate here. We don't speculate. But if, if we were to speculate, I would speculate that he's upset with his playing time. And if he is it begs, upset, it begs the time, question. It begs, oh, it begs a lot of questions. But if he's upset with his playing time, <laughs> let me, as a, as a previous consultant early in my career, consult here and provide some services. I would enroll him in a three-week defensive boot camp. Let's, let's move laterally, right? Like, let's not foul if we get beat. Let's, like, try to make a play. And maybe, maybe when you're on offense, perhaps – you can just like get on two feet and be on balance just one time. Try to keep the ball in the field of play, right? You don't want to throw it out of bounds. That might help. Like that, like these are things that might get you more playing time. I don't know though. I don't but know. No, I'm, man. It's I'm, with this team. It's just because what? You're not benching stuff. And you're not benching, <laughs> you're not play, benching play. But guess what? 
Uh, I'm not going to do it to him. Clay was Clay was throwing up bricks today. It is what it is. He's going to do that. <laughs> He's going down shooting. He's a gunslinger. Right. Like, it, you know, you know, man. These guys are there was here, also man. some drama about how Shams leaked that Gary Payton was going to start for the Warriors three hours before tip off and around like 758 or eight o'clock when they're interviewing Steve Kerr before the game. Um, Steve, like like Coach Kerr is like not known for like revealing his lineups before the game, right? That's like a thing he just doesn't do until it's like that required time. And he was like clearly frustrated that Shams did it. And it's like, I get it, but also like Maybe you shouldn't have rats in your organization, bro. <laughs> like, you ever do a sweep for it the bug? It, would, it, it wouldn't be bro. it wouldn't be somebody's first offense. <laughs> I know. In that organization, game, dude. There's somebody. Is it pool? Are we going to speculate that it's pool right now? Oh no, no we're not. We're not. <laughs> Yo, man, hey, no. In all seriousness, playoff pot. Get these boys out of here because you know what. No other team in the Western Conference is going to do this, and we're going to roll. We're going to roll with the narrative and let it go where it goes. But let's live in hypothetical land for a second, because you know what the Warriors are going to do? They're going to march their little happy butts to the to the finals again if they didn't run into this Lakers team. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were. They, were. they have the guts. I said you have to stomp this team out until there's nothing there. Or they are going to still be there and they're going to win a series yeah. because they just can't. And the Lakers are taking care of business, man. And they got one more to do, but I think they've cracked they've cracked the foundation. And Draymond's not happy in this series. He's getting frustrated every game. I get it. You know what's really funny? Is that he, he's so mad about the screens and that team is getting so bothered and offended by the screens when you guys have been getting away with illegal screens Dude, for five years. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Watching, listening to Warriors fans complain is like it's literally just the worst. It's the get, worst, yeah. and you're you're meeting you're meeting a physical team that when this happens because this team is just like I said, man, they're they're applying the game plan that you want to apply against this team with the bodies that can do it, and it's gonna show when you're when you're sticking your when you're throwing this screen when you can't throw a screen like bro if I'm in a full sprint on a curve there's no spot for you to catch me with a screen you know why I hate like Warriors fans complaining about calls too here's some numbers for for you nerds out there here's some numbers okay number one the Warriors in the postseason average the most fouls committed out of any team that's a fact point number two okay for you nerds in the regular season they were 28th out of 30 teams in fouls committed this is literally their like identity like this is their identity i foul and now they're like oh we don't get calls no bro you guys are fouling every other play like you also, you also have no deterrence like dude it's it's this this needed to happen and it's going to either get swept under the rug because you know it came against LeBron, but we asked the question: Were 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 the Sacramento Kings going to become the third team to defeat the Golden State Warriors under the helm of Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green? Because only two teams did it prior, and no, they weren't. So, do I think that the Phoenix Suns were, the Denver Nuggets were, or 
some other team that advanced. No, they weren't going to. The, the Warriors were going to probably figure this out. With, this, with the level of play that Steph could get to right now, he wasn't getting beat by anybody else. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking as if the job is done. It's not done. But this team keeps checking the boxes, man. They're, they're winning games that matter. And surprise, surprise, they've, they've got the guys at the front that have done it before. And they're leading the team. They're out there. We got to bring up the Steph statistic that the, the Warriors fans don't want to hear. But that's why I'm here, Warriors fans. Steph is 0 for 10 on shots to take the lead in the last 30 seconds of playoff games. 0 for 10. 0 for 10. Not 1 for 10. Not 2 for 8. He hasn't made a single one. Is like that's not no, nothing. That's not a good stat. It's not that's not stat. nothing. Like that not may not be stat. something because he played an excellent game today and he's clearly the reason they were in the game. But right. that's also not nothing at this point. 10? That's a fair sample size. I'll throw him bail and just say that I fit without even knowing each scenario, I'm pretty confident. And you could do this for everybody. So this this is just bail throwing, but He's usually the reason that they you're even within reach. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but for sure. yeah, but yeah. For sure. no, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like there yeah. is, like when AD was guarding him at the top of the key on two possessions, you have AD and you've been cooking him all night. I- I'm glad you to, to win the game is a step back thirty footer. You're not Dame. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because boy, oh boy, was that reminiscent of the stop. The stop. Yes. That was that was Kevin Love reincarnated it 2016 was. game yes. seven series on the line. Yes, it, it was. I'd love to see that side to side. And what do you know? The desperation comes in because I don't I, I, I don't have it. Who gets put out there on that island? Anthony Amen. Davis. We're good. And uh Last thing on the Lakers Warriors, LeBron is seventeen and zero all time when up three one. Oh, bro, this is man. We left this on the writing on the wall. What did I tell you? This was in the bag. Yeah, in the bag, and then I was I, gone. From, my my receipt had been checked, and I waved and told the lady, "Have a great afternoon." It was in the bag. I uh. And they, they closed the door. That's what really needed to be done. You think and you think you think uh you think Draymond's in there saying, nah, it's time to get LeBron back for that 3-1 in 2016. He's gonna show up wearing an Undertaker shirt. He's gonna show up wearing a Lakers jersey. With that last turnover, he might as well have already signed there in free agency. Who was he throwing it to? Who was he throwing it to? I'm actually really glad that you bring up the last play. And Watching it back is when it stood out again because I saw what happened kind of, you know, just in real time. And it's like, all right, bet we live watching it back, dude. Oh, my goodness. Microcosm of this being a great defense. And it just is what it is. They understand how to play together and they're playing playoff basketball and they they, they know what they're doing. Play happens. Draymond catches it, gets the, gets the drive going and he turns downhill and yeah, Braun and AD guarding the weak side. He gets the switch and has a smaller Schroeder guarding him, I believe, maybe Reeves. But no, he gets the switch. And, yeah, 
So he has, he has a size advantage over him, but he turns and Draymond's not looking to score. So right. action's on the opposite side, hammer screen, uh, Wiggins coming up for Clay. It's Braun and AD in the action. Braun says, yo, switch points. AD drops down, blocks it off. For one, you got AD and LeBron sandwiching the, that, the, the screen action going. Screen's not getting through clean. And guess what? We're also switching it. Have fun. It's yeah. not open. As soon as Draymond's turning the corner, looks, it's not there. That was the play because the action was step up top, kind of took him out of the picture. He throws it. It's nothing there because clamped. Just clamped. Whatever, man. Clutch agency. We'll see you in L.A. next fall. Yeah, I'm here for that, though. We could talk about that. That'll come at a later time. This is no surprise to me. I picked the Warriors to win because I picked them to come out of the conference. But I said I'm pulling for the Lakers. And in a scenario where the Lakers win, they're doing exactly what they're doing right now, which is rebounding effectively, dominating the paint, AD being a two-way force. And LeBron, it's so funny. You know how a couple pods ago we brought up how LeBron's kind of old, so when he tries to get up for things like – a dunk or a layup like he doesn't have the same balance there was like an attempted spin move layup on andrew wiggins on the fast break where he kind of spun and like stopped <laughs> he and doesn't have like, it bro. Oh, like he doesn't have <laughs> that anymore but that was like a bag for years like bro he has the spin move when he can see it first yeah. and it's like if you still get cooked with it bro it's like let's go bro <laughs> yeah it's like that was one of those moments where I was like, oh. but no, dude, oh. guess man, they're they're taking care of business, bro. It's a pleasure to see. It's a pleasure to root for, and I think that this team's bought in. He's got zero dark LA activated again. He's telling hey. the guys get off those. Yo, it's time now. I I, I was kind of playing around with it myself. I had to get off my my take with the, with the Grizzlies, but. Yo, let's go get one, fellas. Like, let's really go get one. And I thought, let this transition play out. I thought that I was more afraid of uh, Denver Nuggets next round coming into this series. And, man, might be more afraid of the Suns. Dude, Booker's missed nine shots in in the last two games. Against the team that is like supposed to be like the team. Yeah, no, man. Look, they at have this. no answers for him. They have no answers for him. It's pretty apparent that if you were a Denver Nugget holdout and you had reservations about this team, that you have been vindicated. It's pretty apparent that, you know, in playoff games, it, often comes down to do your role players travel do your role players travel or not yeah. and in phoenix the role players don't really matter except for our boy shock landale dude they're, they're spinning stretch runs from jock landale and landry shamit into the, a, a championship caliber bench just because what you're getting from Booker and Kevin Durant. And that's just the ceiling of this team. If we're talking about what we see and you know, that those moments are very scary. They're, they're extreme. They're frightening. <laughs> it is. 
legitimately, I have not seen a duo like this since like LeBron Kyrie. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I know Steph and KD had this thing, right? But that never felt like it was just Steph and KD because you had Clay, you had Draymond, you had Livingston. Right. It was everything. It was everything. Right. It was everything. It was like the cherry on top of everything. But with LeBron and Kyrie, it was always like, you know, one of these guys is just going to keep taking the shots. It's just there. One guy's going to get going. The other guy's naturally going to get going as a result of it because of how much attention the one guy is going to attract. Yeah. They you know, just, just, just like a, t- a two headed beast. Oh my God, dude. They're unstoppable right now. Like, who's stopping that? Well, Jokic over there getting all red in the face. <laughs> it's time now. So I don't know, man. As I, so what the way I'm still looking at it is, like I said, I think that this game is going to come down to the games where Denver's bench shows up or not. And being that they have the home court advantage. This feels like a seven gamer right now. And I might would I've <laughs> that that'd be dirty. Like he didn't go crazy, but we, you know, we've seen game, we've seen Kevin Durant in uh some game sevens. So and that's not to say he's never he's not him. So oh my I don't God. know, man. I, I'm if it goes to a game seven, I'm I'm taking Denver. I'm taking Denver. But I uh that's the way I'm still looking at it. I think they get this next one, but they might not 100%. The boys look shocked. Like they, they look mentally <laughs> checked out of this series for like like Phoenix really did something to them in that last game where you saw a lot of like yeah. I don't know if we can stop this. And the the Jokic 50 ball didn't save them and I don't think Murray hero ball saves him either because you need the engagement from everywhere. And I I thought that this team was going to outrun Phoenix and that it's, you know, you couldn't sell me that Katie and Booker were going to 45 minute a game this series to a victory. I just didn't think it was going to happen. I thought they were going to tire out one of the two and just collectively not be enough, but they collectively are enough. And that's, you know, why I put the I shot them up on the power rankings yeah. one week just because I was like, wait a second. I can't. And that was with Chris Paul. Now we really don't know what to expect from him going forward. It's crazy. We, ha- we have the Chris like, Paul question marks. Well, we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. We said right. this, might, this might be it for him in Phoenix. And they're low-key a lot better without him. Dude, I think that note has been made. I think that the other question mark variable is whether or not he comes back to this. And now they've kind of figured it out more. And now it's additive versus kind of that was going with the the narrative of if they were to flame out against the Nuggets, since they're not, it's like, all right, maybe they figure it out. Aiden is probably still going to be the depressing reason that they can't put it together. He's a little underwhelming. He yeah. well, he's like he's like consistently slightly underwhelming. I think is the best way to describe it because you'll watch him play and you're like, dude, he's not that bad. Like, why is he so bad? <laughs> it's like, and then you'll see him like go for like a jump hook instead of just like dunking it. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, dude there's the, you. You know, I have like uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big guy at heart, and. I hate when people come for like the big guys or like, Me too. People, no, I hate when people say like, 
dude, just just freaking do it. That like just you're that no, I just know. like, bro. I know. You don't get it. But no, Aiden has the moments where it's oh. like, all right, bro, stop it. Come on, dog. Like, it's like there's no way. Like, there's no way you're thinking this right now in this. Because I know you can. Exactly. 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 So we're getting Suns Nuggets game five tonight back in Denver. Denver has the best home record in the regular season, I think. They did by a long shot. So if you're Denver, you probably try to feel good about that, but you're probably cooked. <laughs> like you can't you can't stop these guys. Like who are you? Who are you? Who are who is Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, Casey, KCP? Who are these guys guarding, bro? Because it's no, nah, bro, they're they're guarding, they're guarding them. I still think that the I still think that pushing the pedal that hard the entire series is going, you're going, it's going to start sputtering, I think, still in a game or two. But they got one more in them. I, I think that I'll, I'll, I'm going to probably say that I think the Nuggets win tonight. But that's expecting this series to still play out. If Phoenix wins tonight, yeah. No, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be shocked either, but that means that I'm really more disappointed in Denver. It's hard not to be disappointed in Denver every year because they just don't, it's, it's like they go down the same way. It's like, ah, like some team with wing scores has beaten you yet again. What a surprise. You guys still haven't figured out how to sign a wing that can do the same thing, even though the league is saturated with them. But you keep trying to get all these random pieces to work. Like it's like a chopped basket of basketball players where they're just like really niche, specifically talented at like one or two things. And then you have this like offensively gifted center who can do everything and mesh the team together, except he can't guard and play in transition. And what a surprise. As the playoffs go on, you guys look worse. Oh my goodness, what a shocker. It's not like this has been the theme for the last four years. Like, I'm not surprised by this, Denver. Like, and you turned your back on Melo. For that, you should get bounced in this round, honestly. How come Melo's getting a standing ovation at the garden, but the Nuggets can't invite him back? Let's let's talk about that because this team's not doing anything. Like, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. I just went in. I just went in on these guys. I love them. Yeah, I love them. Fine. But at the same time, shout out to Aaron Gordon. We're from the same area in the Bay. Archbishop yep. High School, I see you. But, dude, they're not doing anything against these guys. And they're not going to have an answer for KD when KD becomes the alpha either. So, those are, I mean, yo, those game one and two were, were, stomp, were stomp victories. So, we'll see. I will say this. I haven't watched much of that series. This is just all off just box score and highlights. But... It seems like the way Devin Booker gets going is it's all he's catching the ball really far up behind the wing. Like I would say it's like almost closer to half court than it is to like the three point line. And it's all this action of him going downhill. And he's very aggressive and very strong when he goes downhill. So he's got great balance, great footwork. We know all that. But I wonder if there's a way for Michael Malone to maybe force him to catch the ball closer to the three-point line instead of having him go downhill and attack your bigs downhill like that. 
I don't know though. I don't know how you stop him. He's he's on some he's literally on some Kobe stuff right now. Like no, he's um he he's yeah, he's no, he's an assassin, man. He's definitely it, it's it's nuts because you watch him and it's just fade away, spin jumper, Euro, floater, floater. It's there. It's pull it's up, spot there. up. Like it's just like yikes, Jesus Christ, dude. Please relax. And they have a guy who's seven feet on the other wing who's doing the same thing, but just in a more low key fashion. <laughs> it's it's frightening. Yeah, brother. <laughs> no, Denver's in trouble. Denver's in serious trouble. They mentally need to. I don't know what I mean. Man, I'm telling you, the, the the game one and two was was decisive, and they man, I don't know how they just they they left a lot in Denver, so they they get they get to try and soul search tonight, and if it doesn't happen, they're not gonna come from behind and pull this out against that team. So we shall see the 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 more intriguing game tomorrow. Now is man, Boston and Philly. Here we go, game five. Best Sorry three. Best of three. I'm um I'm I'm concerned for Boston beyond this series now, just because it is what it is. I think that, like I said, if we're having a playoff pot, I'm telling them, yo, we I, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Whatever it is, I'm not. You're not selling me. I'm holding for some reason. And we've identified that re that reason is the absence of you, maybe Doka. And it's almost not their fault. But we have to hold somebody accountable. And I don't know. They And I say that because it's 2-2. And they lost two games that came down to game winners. So that's a sweep if you take care of business. If you don't get a two-point half from Jason Tatum in one game, or if you don't get a, you know, no not no show, but if you don't get a if you don't get a half-assed effort in a game one without Joel Embiid, you got a sweep on your hands. Yeah. And you can't the undo extra games in these in this series isn't gonna you know they'll probably pull their head out of their ass in game seven is the way i'm looking at it now but it's like dude that's not gonna cut it probably against jimmy butler why you don't think the knicks are gonna come back from down three one not to gloss over that <laughs> Not to not to gloss past the boys, but no, let's 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 talk about this because yeah. Tatum has been the most puzzling player in the playoffs this year. Because you, in in game four, you saw a tale of two halves. You saw Jason Tatum in the first half, where it's like, dude, what are you doing? And then you have Tatum in the second half, where it's like, you're literally like the most unstoppable player on the floor right now. Like you are. Okay, yeah, no, he, he exactly. randomly he randomly looks clumsy and like out of place. Yeah. It was like, bro, it was like snap out of it. Like it's weird, man. Jalen Brown has like consistently been 
They're like Jalen Brown is their most consistent player. And I think that like he is the best. And I know people are gonna be like, oh, like he didn't really get looks in in overtime or whatever. I think that's a coaching failure. Obviously, you want him to get at least one. He had it going early in that game. Yeah. Dude. It's I the even thing, man. I'm telling it, you. It is. It is because then collectively you wouldn't get the indecisiveness and you wouldn't get the moments where you want to call them soft and, you know, just want to pull more out of them. Yeah. But you, you know what it is, dude? I It's – it's the Jalen it's the Jalen Brown Jason Tatum of it all where it's like remember I said the difference is I hold one more accountable than the other it's like I know their ceilings are pretty much the same on the court mm-hmm. but it's almost just like siblings where it's like yeah but the older brother's like yo but one you got you but I'm really looking at you like I, like you you need to hold it together because the, guess what I'm cool like I ex- respect JV for being having an equal talent essentially to Jason Tatum. Well, if that's the case, bro, you take the ball and do something with it. Damn it. Like then then you did you take it? I agree. Then do it. And if like not like the like Tatum like I I don't know the arc is just building in his career and it's meeting the resistance and this happens to all the greats. So we shouldn't be surprised if he still, you know, reaches the heights that he's going to just because it's inevitable, even if it's not maybe this year. But he he makes the right play at the end of the day, usually. You can argue the drive and the what it was at that. Now that's where it, where why the Celtics thing is just a big picture to me because for that, I'm cool with what Tatum did because it wasn't rhythm. We talk about the timeouts thing. I don't like that moment. I like that one. I would like the timeout. Like, why? Because we just didn't execute already, and and they were down seventeen in the in at one point in the second half. Like they they like, did. They, they worked through that, and I think, but it went to overtime for a reason that I feel like it shouldn't have. And the and the defensive play before that was abysmal dude i don't you can't defend jalen brown yeah doubling joel and beat at the block oh, that was strong side leaving james mother effing harden naked in the corner especially as like you a can't justify that right corner yeah left-handed player when you're right up to you know the that worst was gross. i said i said james harden wouldn't score 40 points so i'm again. pissed i'm pissed as a coach in that moment yeah so uh, the timeout's coming like yeah. because like no, not we don't play in transition after that. We run that. You give us I point four. We we get point four. First of all, you know what? Not even to be like that. Let's not let's not act like it. Be didn't travel down there in the paint before he kicked it out to Harden. Let's just say that like because that's I, it. Kind of looked like he did. I think I saw yeah, it back yeah, in that foot. That pivot foot I think didn't move. Dude, he didn't move it once. He he changed it and then moved the other one. No, but like the drag step, I, I I'm not gonna debate. I'm not gonna debate a travel on here. No, I you know I'm just saying but, like as a salty fan, like he 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 traveled yeah. from like East Massachusetts to like Pennsylvania. But it, it dude the the whatever excessive help that was it was ridiculous, was, dude. 
that that's not acceptable on on a Joel Embiid that can barely pivot in the first place. When we're down two, when we're up two, so just at screw it. If he scores, he scores. But the help should be coming from somewhere else. And it's just if you look at last year's team, it felt like when Robert Williams was on the court, it meant something, and you saw it, and it was impactful. Yeah, his minutes don't feel impactful right now. Yeah, they don't. Horford's going to have the game where he turns back the hands of the hands of time. That corner three, bro, it was halfway down. And that was kind of this game, and it's coming against uh, a wounded Joel. But, you know, Horford's doing his, you know, he's doing Horford things. But uh, that's not really it. You know, I think I, I think it's going to, for, for the Celtics team, for them to hit this this next level, it's gonna have to come internally, and I think I think Tatum's gonna, he's gonna step up to this. He has to. I think if he wants to, he's seeing what Booker's doing. You know him and Booker, Kobe proteges, blah blah blah. Yeah, he's got he's got to step up and have his moment. He did it last year. Right, he did it in Milwaukee last year. He gave him forty. I don't. In terms of what we're looking for tonight, I don't want this series to go seven. If I'm Boston, what's that? It, the, what, so in regards to like what we're looking for tonight, I don't want this series to go seven. If I'm if I'm Boston and I want something good to take away, yeah, which means that a we win tonight. We you could lose the game in Philly on the road. I I you know I can just see how that plays out. But for tonight, you can't lose tonight. Yeah. Tonight's a tonight's a can't lose. Yeah, and I'm a little worried because I don't. I I have major reservations about just what Joel Embiid is going to do in this series and that no matter what the numbers kind of are, he's not going to win a game for them because he's not the Joel Embiid that won the MVP this year right now with the knee. Not at all. He might get one game, though, and he hasn't yet. The games that he's played so far, he's impressed me with what he's been able to do and the fact that he hasn't had a, you know, setback of sorts. And I'm just – I'm just – I can't watch that stuff and not – be like, yo, you good? Like with uh, with my in my head. So that's what I'm really paying attention to. Yeah. But since he is out there, he hasn't hit them with the he hasn't hit them over the head yet. No, he hasn't. That's that's good for one. That's good for one. That could happen on the road or at home. Hate of game either. Joel Embiid's also underrated clutch shooter. Yeah. Bang some. No, so I don't. I'm, I'm worried about that one. I think I I I don't really know. I, I'm. I don't know who Tell I would me, just. We haven't, we haven't had the Tatum game yet. It's you know not. Yeah, dude. You know it's I have. Coming. You know I have fun betting. I haven't been able to just because I'm kind of like invested in like how it's playing out. Yeah. And since I'm talking myself, like I can't. I don't have definitive. You know, kind of picks in these series, and I don't want to be mad at myself for just like throwing a flyer on <laughs> Philly on a Tuesday. <laughs> but. um I'm worried about that Joel Embiid game, and I just think that it might happen tonight. But I'm gonna just zag that and say Boston wins it tonight. And if because they they've been the better team for 97 percent of this series, yeah, and they're two two in a game that could right. So yeah. it's like, dude, you you can't be doing that right now so just like finish it at least like finish it right now it can feel like how round one felt where it's like yeah you had to scare but now we got him out of here so yeah you need to you need to do this one at home i agree i agree i think they feel the same way 
I expect them to shoot the ball well. They're going to be playing in front of the home crowd. The crowd's going to rally behind them. Uh, I picked Boston to win in six. I'm not worried. I think it still holds true. It's taking literally historic performances from Harden to win by one. So I feel good about that. <laughs> hey, over over under 0.5, James Harden, 40-point games, the rest of the series. Z- under zero. It's not happening. You went under last time. <laughs> I went under last time, and I'm going under again. I'm going to continue to go under till I'm six feet under. Dude, we just gave I, – I think that we might have gave candy to a kid in the candy shop who just got home from straight boot camp where it's like, yo, James hasn't been there in a minute and he's there right now and he's doing his stuff. Like, you might have just set him off, like, for a big – you know, big so terrible big series. in game two and game three. He looked pedestrian in game two and game three. So yeah. I know the Celtics are capable of buckling down. I, I'm they're... scared. Of, I'm a little scared of uh of the old veteran in in Philly swinging the. the... <laughs> I'm, you know, in the boxing analogy, I'm kind of, you know, the old oh, slug. Yeah. Like, he's still, he's still got it in him. Oh, they're still standing for sure. The George Foreman of it all. Listen, against Atlanta, Boston really turned up the heat when they needed to to close out a game. I expect them to do the same thing here in game five. They're going to win what they need to. They're going to go on the road in Philly, and they're going to turn up because that's what they do. And I had, that, I had that feeling tonight, you know, where it's just like, oh, man, this game is extremely important. And, I, yeah. and that, that's going to be the feeling watching Boston yeah. tonight as well. Yeah, it's like, for sure. Just for like sure. you. I'm going to be nervous the whole time. Like you better not fold. Yeah. And yeah. we'll see, man. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It'll Boston probably handles them. Boston probably cleans them up. I hope so. It would. It would make. It would make things great. I feel like so. My roommate is a is a Sixers fan, right? Right. So since the series started, this the game will be on. He's like, you want to watch this game together? I'm like, not nah, man, get out of my face. Like. Not watching a game with you right now. Like I don't, I don't like you right now. Like you're, you're, you're a Philly fan. Like I'll, I'll see you in like two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll like be fine. He didn't like, you know, they don't like us. We don't like them. Like it is what it is. Like we love it. The the line in the sand. The line, the line in the sand. In the words of Young Thug, first of all, free Young Thug. Oh man, free, free Jeffrey. For those of you that are not familiar, he's missed. I'll, I'll say that. The Drake 50, the Drake top 50 songs. The top 50 Drake songs podcast is coming. This is the occasional PSA <laughs> that we pepper throughout the podcast until it comes this is literally the chronic this is any ghost album that you want to drop this is we're going to keep peppering that in here yeah that the top 50 drake songs think about it it's <laughs> quite it's quite a list the pod is coming <laughs> back to back to your regular schedule um should i don't even remember the young thug line i was gonna say it's all good no man so like a well we will address Miami and how legitimate we will take them as finals contenders and threats to win it all if they take care of business like they probably will against this New York team that hasn't been able to convince us. And we will pay a lot of attention if New York starts to 
do the unthinkable and climb out of this 3-1 hole. We will address those. We're all here for game sevens. We love game sevens, however yeah. we can get them. Yeah, 100%. And we'll turn the we'll turn the pressure up on them, but we know that uh everybody isn't tuned in at 4:30 Pacific time to uh what's happening in the New York Knicks and Miami Heat series and can tell that yeah, Jimmy Butler's and the Miami Heat are doing what they do this time of year. So we will put them front and center if if they wrap this up. And like I said, if not, let's pay attention to it. You know, we'll talk about it some more. But we, there's a segment that we are really kind of dying to introduce. And it's because on the heels of, you know, talking about Boston and all, Ime Udoka comes to mind. And it's like, man. You just kind of, like we said, we think back to that incident, and it's an incident that, yeah, it's fireable. So guess what? He was let go. But also guess what? There's 29 other teams that don't care that that happened. <laughs> and they're going to go get somebody who's shown what he can do in yeah. that position, and we will gladly replace our current head coach because, dude, coaches matter a lot. Exhibit A, the Miami Heat. <laughs> so this is our way of reintroducing teams that we haven't been talking about because we've been focusing on the playoffs and kind of, you know, opening the borders of the casual diehards and bringing in some other teams to have a conversation about. And we're going to do this because the lottery, ladies and gentlemen, is one week from tonight is one week from Tuesday, the day this this podcast is being released and we will know who comes out on top of the Wembenyama sweepstakes uh, of Tank for Wemby 2023. We will know the winner. And to build anticipation, let's look at some teams that are in the lottery and on the outside looking in at the action right now. We're in a part of the postseason. And when we talk about Ime Udoka, he is he has a new home. It is with the Houston Rockets. And boy, oh boy. Did they land a great coach? Is oh, this man. not a meeting of two parties that could really benefit from getting to know one another? Man, dude, when I saw that news, I immediately thought to myself, I was like. Houston has just accelerated their process by about like four or five years. Seriously. And I want to get the name of this segment in there, at least for now. <laughs> but this is uh casually blowing it up. <laughs> just, you know, pressing reset where we need to, maybe not all the way, but we're not, you know, we're coming into this, these team reevaluations open-minded and why not blow it up from time to time? When, yeah. what are we doing? So I say that because if I'm attacking the process here, for one, this 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 reset in Houston kind of starts three years ago when Raphael Stone takes over for Daryl Morey. Yeah. And they've been three losing seasons, but along the way, you know, they've acquired pieces that can be a part of their young core that are, if not that, great assets on the market and right now 
they're in prime Wimbanyama positioning. And what the hell is that going to do to this team next year? It it sounds very fun to watch. Does it translate to this being a playoff team? Well, for one, how many of you guys had Sacramento winning the division and being a top three seed this year coming into the season? So do we think it will? No. Can it? Plus a new coach? I'm I'm not here for underselling Wimbanyama at all. I think that this guy isn't going to come in and be Will Chamberlain, but the level of player that he is going to be, I think, coming in on the court is going to be, wow, like gravitational. Is, yeah, yeah. He, he's the truth. He's the, he's the 2K player that's entered then. It's going to be nasty, whatever. Wherever he goes, he's going to be so nasty. He is going to shake the table. That's assume that's that's you know putting a lot of hypotheticals on this situation, thinking that they they get you know the first overall pick. But just looking at what they have right now, man, I'm I'm digging the direction. You clearly wait and see how the lottery plays out because this isn't just you know a, a one shot lottery. This has got a couple guys in it, and either way, you know who knows what that pick could turn into and the combination, but. For me, I love Shengun. Love him. And oh yeah. And you have Jalen Green, love him or hate him. Proven Dude, they have pieces. They have proven, con- pieces. proven contributor at this level. And he's gonna his arc is he, he's I know, at the early- I know Bill, our boy, our our boy Bill Simmons, like just shot out <laughs> the window at Jalen Green one summer afternoon on Twitter. But like all jokes aside from that. Dude, he has more like 30 point games than a lot of like historically great scores did at his age. Right. He has more than MJ at that age. He's only 22. He's under 22. I don't even think he's 22 yet. So he's like a bucket getter. Can he elevate to another level where you get some of that two way action is an area for growth. Same with Kevin Porter Jr. The turnovers are always an issue, but that's a dynamic backcourt. Yeah, but and and I I looked back on what their recent transactions were to you know be of any indicator of what their plans are. And really, the only long term move they made because they have just a ton of guys on rookie contracts yeah. that are going to be at least part of the foreseeable future, if not very movable. But all they did was extend KPJ, and that yeah. that means that they like what they found. And we know that boy is a bucket. Oh, yeah. And we're just, just a part of a situation in Cleveland where things went left, mm-hmm. which he might have been a factor in. But it doesn't matter. Houston's, understand, Houston's a different organization. They made James Harden happy, extremely happy. And they I like Jabari inter- Smith, too. Dude, if we're talking about Jabari Smith, he uh, – he passed my 2K theory with flying colors as of late. I got to, you know, get some run with him in 2K. And I'm like, wait a second. Jesus, man. No, this player has a future because yeah. the size that he is with the natural athlete that he is, his frame's going to be leaner. But he is a he's like a he's more of a track athlete, like playing basketball. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It looks the size dumb. that he, the size that he is, he could spot you five minutes at the five. Yeah, as he continues to get bigger 
And this is far-fetched, but Giannis kind of was of that frame his first or second year. And he turned his body into what it is now. Not placing that, you know, projection on Barry Smith, but... But they're so young, you just don't know. That's the the crazy thing. The raw stretch, you know, 3 and D ability of that guy is pretty freaking nasty. And just some front office numbers for you that I looked up recently, too. They have $42 million in cap space. A ton. Most in the league. They have a number of picks from Brooklyn. They have a number of first-round picks for the foreseeable future. They have a couple different teams' second-round picks for the next three years. I hated what they got for James Harden when they dealt him because I didn't pull this back up either to to get into it exactly, but I was like, you just gave away a guy who has been a top three player in the league for the past five years, and you got a couple pick swaps and a couple firsts, and you didn't get any foundational guys. So I, I, I was really disappointed in that. Whatever it's turned into, though, they still have assets coming in, and the guys that they have right now to show for it are great. I So I wouldn't get overzealous with this team. I think that you have one more year in terms of letting it play out with the young guys and missing out on the playoffs and all that before you yeah. need to feel compelled to do something. I think that you owe it to this core to let, you know, see what Ime can bring out of them first. I was just about to say, who better to nurture young, talented superstars than a guy who literally took a bunch of super, like, young bucket getters to the finals in one season? Right, exactly. Dude, and the West is open. It's wide I, Right. I, I wouldn't tell them to just throw their money around. I, I wouldn't shoot for the stars with any of these free agent guys. I would pray to God that we get the first overall pick. And if that doesn't happen, you're going to get top okay. five. You're going to get yeah. top five, and yeah. you're going to get somebody else. And now you have – now, when a, when a player becomes available, now you have Emay. Like Emay is a player. I mean, Emay is a type of coach where I think, yeah, if you had Carl Anthony Towns, he might play like he should play with this type of head coach. Yeah. Like now you have an option where, like, all right, well, which one of these guys are we dead set on keeping, and who can go? Like my opinion, I like you know Jay Sean Tate. He's been a good young player for them. He can go. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I love Josh Christopher. Josh, keep Jay Goop. Shout out to Josh Christopher. Mayfair. Shout out to him. Drew. His head, his uncle was on his coaching staff. Um, keep 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 Goop. He's he's boys with Jalen Green. You want some of that natural young chemistry to keep rocking. Yeah. Um, Tari Eason looks like a great pick. Dude, they got guys. There, there could be right. There could be overlap with him and Jabari Smith. If not, they could be next to each other. Then you have Jalen Green. You know, I think that the wings are kind of getting heavy there because then you have KPJ. Right. I think that Tari Eason is a guy that he's a hey, glue guy, it feels like almost. Yes, I'm down to sell high. Yeah. Say you put Eason, Tate, a first or two, you go target just because he's in the conversation. You go get Cat, bring him in yeah. here. Now you have a nice front court that you really like because oh, yeah. the skill set is there. You have, and, but I think that first and foremost, they should play, you know, 10, 15 games next season with Ime 
Well, just... they have a few trade exceptions as well. They have like a $9 million trade exception from the Eric Gordon trade. So they, they've made a ton. And, and of course, they, they, they know that interview that Rafael Stone did with the Athletic was pretty good. He um, mentioned that, yeah, no, I, I know we're young. Like, you know what I'm saying? And along the line, we'll, we'll, we'll bring in the guys that, you know, we right. should. We also have Boban. We love him. Like, we think he's great for the guys. <laughs> yeah, which is like, <laughs> like, it might be that simple. Dude, I mean, look at look at all the teams that are successful in the playoffs right now. What's one thing they have in common? Veterans. They have guys that have been in the league for years to coach their younger guys and be oh, that, like, non-front office, non-coaching, positive, adult, for lack of better right. adjectives, influence on young guys. The, the best coaches in the, in the league kind of work because they aren't dictators. Yeah. Their their standards are their standards are known, and it's like when it's not happening, you know where this this conversation is coming from, and what world we're trying to address or whatever it may be. And right. I I also might I also probably shouldn't have to be you know, we should know, right? But I think that there's man, if, if I I bet you, nobody had Sacramento doing what they did this season. Not at all. Houston, who knows. Who knows? I think if they hypothetically won the lottery and they had Wimby, that that's a it's a bubble team. I mean, that's that that's a uh, that's a playing team. Yeah, no, they they that's a playing team. Keep just know if you're listening to the podcast, we've been on this email thing for a while. So when people actually start really discussing this, and if they really do pop off in the next couple of years, just know you're already here first. He he's the reason for this segment. He's that it's not a coincidence we're doing them first. Yeah. And this conversation is going to become prevalent in the in the cycle of things. So I'm yeah. really happy that we we pushed for this to be. Me too. <laughs> Me too. To, keep to them on done. your radar. Keep the keep the young guns in Houston on your radar because these guys are primed to make some noise over the next few years. This was a way more optimistic, constructive passing grade like oh no there casual, will be, casual blow it up segment no there there will be some some ruthless segments minnesota i'm looking at you brooklyn i might be looking at you but you know what I'm portland i'm looking at you but there well, I'm, will be i'm staring at portland i'm staring down portland from the other side of the grocery store yeah, and uh, now these young these young teams, man, it's really interesting. We're gonna try and get a couple more in before the lottery is revealed because we're not talking about that enough. No, we're not. Not yet. So we're gonna talk about it over here, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're tuned into the right podcast. So what are you thinking for tomorrow? We got Boston, Philly. You like Philly in that one? I could see Philly winning it. That'd be interesting. Scriptwriters cook something up for Embiid. He gets to flop all over Boston and get to the line a million times. Dude, that game is happening, man. And it, it, it might come in game six, but I think it comes before any more wear and tear comes on that leg. And so my gut tells me it might be tonight. And I, I'm like, for, like I said, for that, for that, for that reason, I'm going to zag and say Boston takes care of business. Me too. I think Boston's going to win. I tomorrow. Take care of business. And, uh, Denver, I think Denver takes care of business. We both picked Denver to win the series, I believe. 
They can't really run. lose this game. If you're Denver, this is game seven for you. Like, this is game seven for, like, low-key your franchise. <laughs> because if this doesn't work out, you have to take some serious looks at your roster. Because maybe we move off MPJ. Maybe we move off some other guys. But yeah. I'm going to go with Phoenix. Yeah. No, man. And if if Denver does lose on the next pod, we'll uh, have a conversation about the wall they keep hitting in the postseason. But uh, until then, man, we got some good stuff. You guys tune into some basketball and – so will we as always don't forget like subscribe interact with the show on socials we appreciate and thank you for listening as always till next time